Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we take a deep dive into the darkest recesses of the internet and try to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm hacking into the web to find out that my hacker name is Jeff Kowalski. Oh, that's convenient. My name is... (laughs) <laughs> Louisa Heron, thank you, yes. Yeah, I went to um I went to hackernamegenerator.com and it was like, what's your name, social security number, and mother's maiden name? And I entered Ooh. all that and it told me my hacker name was Jeff Kowalski, but the all the letters are all the vowels are different numbers. Is there a button under it that says enhance that will give you a better hacker name? <laughs> Mm, no, but there is another button that says uh, routing number, and if I fill in my routing number, it'll give me a better hacker name. Mm. Hey, can I? May I suggest Jeff Kodwalski? Mm, that that's pretty thing? good. I'm gonna okay. actually add a hacker name generator to my favorites, <laughs> so that I can come up with a different hacker name for the beginning of literally every episode, and you no, can't stop me. It would be really super great <laughs> if you did like even the one second of prep before episodes that that would entail, but. I don't believe you ever will. Yeah, no, I I have it now. I'm going to add it to my toolbar, uh, toolbar, bookmarks toolbar. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on air, but when we were um, discussing ways in which we could recreate the the premise of this show, I had several uh, suggestions that were shot down by both of my co-hosts because they required, quote-unquote, too much homework. Yeah. Even when it was something like, okay, what about if you pick your favorite tweet? <laughs> Okay, so here we go. All right. Everyone watches a movie. <laughs> Listen ready? to me. It is April 14th, and I did my taxes today. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. So you're lazy. I what? get it. Yeah. Matt do, Matt, do the intros again. I've got one. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where, hi, I'm not redoing it, and you need to just do your thing. I'm Matt Heron. And I'm Jeff Specter Kowalski. Hmm. And I'm Ronnie Specter. Mm-hmm. And I'm Phil Specter. Oh no! Oh no! You picked the bad one. <laughs> oh no! You don't want to be that one. Yeah, no one wants to be Phil Specter. Am I right? Even Phil Specter probably is he dead? He yes, dead he's now. De- definitely, okay. definitely dead. Because they had his. Didn't wasn't he the person whose grave was like constantly being defaced <laughs> because everyone hates him for being a pedophile, which is fair enough. Um, I don't think that's how it is. He he went kind of nuts with a gun in a recording studio? Was he also a pedophile? I do not remember that about him. Maybe I'm thinking of a different producer who is a pedophile. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty. Who are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie Spector is not a... (laughs) No, that's why I said Ronnie Spector, because she's great. Okay. Phil Spector. There was that that movie where Al Pacino played him. Oh, he murdered somebody. This is what he did. Yeah, he did a murder, but I thought that later on they found that he also had a lot of child pornography after he died. I don't know, he's still alive. Yeah, he's not dead. (laughs) Okay, well then it's somebody else. There was another, like, music producer who was famous around that same time who everyone loved, and he had, like, a huge monument in a a cemetery, and then it came out that he was a pedophile, and it was a whole thing. (laughs) Hmm. Well, um, contact us if you want to tell us about that. Please don't, because no. I won't remember that we talked about this, and I'll yes. just be upset, <laughs> and I won't know why you're telling me about pedophiles. <laughs> Please yeah. don't do that. He it's did so murder a lady, for, for sure, though. It's yeah. so hard for me to suppress the rage that I feel when someone corrects me, <laughs> even if I've asked them to on this podcast, because as you said, Louisa, like, I obviously don't remember asking you to do that, so yep. I just get this message that's like, hey, you were wrong about this, and my <laughs> instant reaction is like, hey, fuck you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and I try not to do that, but I can't promise I will. 
Yeah. This is why you always carry an umbrella, so you can beat people about the head and neck mm-hmm. <laughs> with it when yep. they try to correct you. Yep, that's the character I play on uh, this podcast. Is That's why you're the most beloved mayor of Evesham. Did you ever find out how to pronounce that town? Evesham. Is it Evesham? Okay. It's Evesham. Okay. Yes. And you're yeah. the mayor. I wonder when the next mayoral election is. I wonder if I should run. You should. I feel like the last one was just six months ago. <laughs> Do they have that that often, though? It was two years ago. It <laughs> okay, well... Same. I was the, like, the terrible election. The worst election. I need to go back 30 seconds. Um, You also weirdly play this character on Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Yep. All right. Sorry. Back. Yeah, we're talking the about the mayor of. Eve- uh, we were talking about the character Matt plays on this show. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. John mayor of Evesham. <laughs> mayor of Evesham. How could they not have had the show Grey's Anatomy have a guest spot by Dorian Gray? That's not a that's person. That's a crazy thing to do. Yeah, no, you it's not the that, man's... Yes. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I don't know that much about Grey's Anatomy, but I do know there was a season with a ghost. <laughs> okay, that's fair. As far as I know, there? I also didn't see it. So, I think that they could have introduced the character Dorian Gray, and it would have been great. Gray. Oh, somebody has sex with Gray a ghost on this says. show. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever have heard about it. Huh. It's weird because I think it's one of those shows where from the outside everyone thinks that it's like just like a soap opera, but apparently fans of it are one of the reasons they love it is because it's like very supernatural and off the wall and doesn't follow the like magical realism kind of thing. Strange. Um, mm. It's kind of the opposite of the show Pretty Little Liars, which until I watched it, I genuinely thought was like a show about witches or something mm-hmm. magic in some way, but it's just a serial killer. Okay. Wait, alright. On Grey's Anatomy, she had an aneurysm and thought she was having sex with ghosts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's all been there. a little Maybe different there. than if there were actually ghosts on the show, I think. Well, Is it, though? I mean, you're still getting to show what you want to show on the show. You just have a reason for yeah. it. <laughs> Which is you some lady, like, hugging the air. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <clears throat> So anyway, Louisa, <sighs> what did you do to get through this week? Uh, I thought about medieval food because tonight is the premiere of Game of Thrones. Ooh, yes, what'd you I make? Some medieval things. I made dog pie. <laughs> no, <laughs> although they do eat dog sausage, don't they? Yeah, they eat a lot of. Do- yeah, they <laughs> they kill horses, don't they? <laughs> On Game of Thrones, <laughs> they do. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Wait, are you guys talking about on the show or craft services? <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Where do they film that? Is it the place where they eat horse meat? Because Westeros, France. <laughs> oh, okay, Westeros. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, anyway, are do you remember any of the characters' stories or what's sure. happening on the show? Everyone is going to get killed by zombies. I know what's up. Last week, I was hanging out with my future father-in-law, and we were just chatting about the Game of Thrones coming back, and he had a whole bunch of theories about what's going to happen to everyone, and he was talking about them, and I was hideously embarrassed to not remember who anyone was or what was going on with <laughs> Hold them. On. <laughs> You've seen it more recently than I have, because I just watched them as they've been on, but you yes. have rewatched. Uh, not since the last season. Okay. I Fair, thought I that you were going to uh, t- make the same complaint Louisa makes, that he was making all of these predictions in front of you that were all patently oh, yeah. uh, ridiculous. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they were good, I guess, but it was always like, and I think that this guy, Jorah, is going to join this army, and I'd be like, yeah, Jorah sounds like a guy from the show, for sure. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, the other, I, Louisa, I love that problem. Did you talk about this on the show or just on social media? Oh, people getting it wrong? No, I did talk yeah. about it on the show. Where you're like, I think Ned Stark is going to sit the Iron Throne, and <laughs> yeah, your reaction no, is no. like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> because I had a coworker who probably just a month after that one season ended started telling me how she thought that Tywin was going to like really be a big player in the next season, and I'm like, mm. God killed though like on screen yeah <laughs> you saw that happen like one month ago that's not that much Ugh. of an impediment on that show though um i i the only thing that i could offer is that i thought that i think that Jon snow is going to become the leader of the white walkers and i don't mm-hmm. know why i think that and apparently that's a crazy theory but i remember thinking that quite strongly back before mm-hmm. the show passed where the books were i used to visit the a song of ice and fire subreddit a lot and there yeah. were a lot of people thinking that uh, the final conflict would be John, like, as the Night King against Daenerys uh, and her dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have not seen any of season six or seven, so please don't <laughs> tell me if any of that is even close to true, because I'm waiting for the book that will never be published. But you must have had it spoiled for you somewhat, right? There like, are... was talking about the one thing that happened. There are some things that have been spoiled, but I think that there's a big thing that hasn't been spoiled, and I don't want to know about it. Okay, you tell us all the things that have been spoiled for you, and then we will tell you the other one. Uh, no. Okay. Here's my theory, and it's gonna be very vague, so this won't apply to anything, and really, you know, it has no bearing on anything. Mm -hmm. But I think that they're going to be able to fight back the White Walkers with, you know, human technology. Are they humans? Hold on. I just suddenly thought maybe they're They're elves. Okay, elf technology. (laughs) And then... And then it's going to be like, oh, we're entering an era of peace, but then there's going to be more human machinations. They're going to kill whoever the current regent is, and that's going to be the end of the show. Like, the wheel, the wheel keeps turning. Now, see, I always thought it was pronounced machinations. Yeah, I agree with Jeff on this one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Both ways. (laughs) We've all heard it both ways. Yeah, Uh, one way's right, one way's wrong. We get it. (laughs) I think that part of the point of the story, and I don't know if the TV show would do this, because I don't think the creators of it understand the po- many of the points of the story. I don't is, think they do either. Yeah, it's that all of these things are just a cycle. It's just a Song of Ice and Fire. It's just a Game of Thrones. None of this is a big deal, and it happens like every 20 years or so over and over forever. <laughs> every 20 years? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> That would be terrifying. Oh my god, you'd be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> no, but it literally... 20 years ago, one of the, I was there. One of the major things in the book is that they overthrew the king and had this big war, like, 15 years before the events, and people talk about it like it's ancient history in I this story. yes, that's story. true, but it's not... That's how people talk about stuff right now. What are you saying? People talk about Reagan like Reagan happened 100 years ago. Yes. Oh man, did you guys see the Washington Post article where the Mayo Clinic no. was like, no one over the age of 70 should be allowed to hold political office anymore? Pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, the good. Mayo Clinic said that, so... <laughs> the that. Mayo Clinic, nobody over 70 should be allowed to go to the Mayo Clinic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to refuse to treat them. Yeah, 
probably uh, a good idea. Poor old people and their horrible addled minds. Yeah, but I guess. they still won't let anyone else do anything, though, so kind of fuck them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's true, too. Man, I one of the things that gives me, well, I don't want to get into a whole thing here, but... You don't uh, want to get, get off on a rant I don't want to get off on a rant here, but... One of your famous I know, rants. I know people who are very supportive of Joe Biden, and <sighs> he is such a shithead, and he's such an old, like, bastard... And I just want to be like, even if you support his ideas, which you shouldn't, you should also realize that, like, he is too old to be running for president, because yeah. let also somebody else Sanders. go. Let's not talk about it anymore. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. okay. See, yeah. this is why I said I didn't want to get off on a whole thing. <laughs> Everybody so just wants I to made, vote for the onion version of him. Yeah. I made a uh, pork pie, but it's the shape of a dragon's egg. It's pretty big. It's like football Cute. size. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, eggs in the middle. Hard-boiled eggs, like a gala pie, so I have not yet cut into it, and later I will find out if I have completely wasted my time. Mm -hmm. And then a whole dragon's gonna come out, and you're gonna be like, oh shit, my destiny. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, you're gonna walk into a fire, which is the only thing that can incubate a dragon. Mm -hmm. It just seems like someone would have tried that before. Louisa the Umbrite. That's right. She got those eggs as a wedding present. Like, those eggs are pretty fucking important. Are there more eggs out there? Yes. Yeah. There right. must be. Yeah. Uh, I'm going through fire and blood, and uh, the Targaryen family did a very bad job of keeping track of all of their eggs at their nest on Dragonstone, <laughs> so there are probably more eggs around that uh, just have not been hatched, and people think they're just stones. Yep. Mm, interesting. Interesting idea that they can't really develop on the show, because if they haven't done it by this point, they would still be little baby lizards crawling around <laughs> before yeah. the show ends. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know how long the last season is going to take place over. Like, That's true. I think that it would be kind of interesting, actually, if they did the last season as, like, the beginning of the war and then flash forward ten years and they're still fighting the White Walkers and they're all, like, yeah. grizzled and angry. Everyone's got baby powder in their hair. <laughs> yep, everyone's got a bunch of Joe Biden's. <laughs> a bunch of Joe Biden's and yeah. Bernie Sanders's. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh God. So, I'm making that, and I have a medieval salad recipe, and I made uh, herbal iced tea with mint in it, and mm-hmm. lemon cakes. So, uh, Lemon cakes are the popular recipe from uh, this series. Yes, I use an Elizabethan recipe, and it's a bad recipe, <laughs> so mm-hmm. they look okay, but they're extremely you know chewy because there's almost no ingredients. <laughs> you know what's a good lemon cake is the one that you get where it's a box? And then you just put water in it and bake it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing good. here. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. I'm just saying that those are pretty good, too. I think. Uh, but the lemon cakes recipe I had was just lemon zest and nothing else, uh, lemon-wise or flavor-wise. And I was like, well, that's some bullshit. So I put lemon juice in there, too, and on top. And I put lavender uh, buds into it. So I think last time I did a Game of Thrones food, I just cooked uh, wings in a couple different ways, like chicken wings, because that's, that's what the poor people have to eat. In what way is that a Game of Thrones food? <laughs> it could be. I they, can see that. They eat a lot of roast chicken, and rich people they back do. then did not, like, eat- They either ate a whole chicken, or they threw away the, like, drummies and wings to the poor people or the dogs. Mm. Here's an idea. Let me hit you in this. Wings of ice and fire. Back then. What am I saying? Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah, back then. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, time in which it is- far far away. The time upon which it is based- 
Speaking of a galaxy far, far away, please ask me what I did with my week. No, shut up a second. <laughs> we have to establish. Wings? Yeah, exactly. What is the ice wings? Do you have ice cream? Mint? Can you do, you do mint chicken? Is that do disgusting? you have to put toothpaste on them? <laughs> yeah, it's a good humor drumstick. <laughs> Where my mind goes. Oh, no, God. no, they, no, no. They can't be called drumsticks. It has to be called wings of ice and fire. You see. Damn. Okay. Is there an ice cream? That is chicken wings. <laughs> Can you freeze chicken sticks? Mm-hmm. Does that count? Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, it no, doesn't. I don't know how you could do cold chicken. I mean, like cold chicken cold is a thing, yeah. but it wouldn't be particularly ice themed. Yeah, you have to do something with mint. I think you can do that. That'd be fine. Maybe them. like a chicken salad with mint in it. No, you grill them and then you apply sort of a Middle Eastern uh, yogurt, mint, cucumber, mm, like it's tzatziki. I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, but it wouldn't taste like ice. It would mostly yeah, taste like yogurt. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> a song of yogurt and fire. <laughs> what about a uh, chicken salad sandwich with mint jelly on it? Ew, my god. What are you saying? <laughs> For some a- reason, that horrifies me more than my idea of tea. <laughs> you wanted it to taste bad, Louisa. I'm just playing it to what you wanted. Well, he has a point. <laughs> what if it was a rack of lamb? Does it, do those count as wings? Lamb wings? <laughs> yep, the famous lamb wings. You can go to... Buffalo lamb wings. No. Here's my... <laughs> lamb wild wings? Is that better? Ooh, I would eat lamb wild wings, though. That's appetizing to me in a way that buffalo lamb wings was not. <laughs> because it's infinitely less stupid? Yes, maybe. I don't know. I just... Now I want to eat some lamb. Yeah, I bought some lamb for Easter. I'm so excited. Oh, man, I was so torn because they had a sale on uh, rib roasts as well, and I was like, well... <sighs> I know which one is definitely going to taste better, so I got a rib roast. Yeah, it's Easter I next week. What's that? It's Easter next week. Yes. yes. Huh? What do you know? Four twenty-one. Blaze it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Blaze it for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so, Jeff, what did you do to get through the week? Oh, boy. What I did was, uh, at, if early in the afternoon on, what was it, Thursday? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, Thursday. I viewed a trailer for a, um, I guess it, yeah, it was Thursday. I viewed a trailer for a movie, and that movie is titled Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, okay. And so this... a documentary about the creation of Skywalker Ranch. Uh huh. Creative properties made there in the seventies <laughs> and eighties. Yeah, it's the ninth episode of this documentary series that George okay. Lucas is producing about the creation of Star Wars. Could no, you it's do, not. Could you? Do, no, I have another joke. <laughs> okay, also. sure. Go ahead. Could you? Could you do a documentary about skateboard shoes called The Rise of Airwalker? <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, those are just airwalk, but I know, close enough. I know. Okay. Just do All a right. product tie-in where you do that, and then mm. just have your. You know, she does that incredibly in. good jump. You know the one, the one that she does. An oh incredibly god! Good jump. You know, I would absolutely buy airwalks <laughs> if they were Skywalk branded. <laughs> yes, what and that not? definitely must have existed, What's right? Very- yeah. What's very funny and good about this is the fact that airwalk shoes are not jumping shoes at all. <laughs> But if she was wearing those when she did that extremely good jump she does, that would be f- very funny. I don't funny. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Have you watched the trailer, Louisa? Oh, the trailer? No, I haven't. Oh, uh, well, okay. come on. 
So there's... Why would I... Why would I care? Be honest. Um, well, didn't you like the last one a little bit? Yeah, sure. But I'll see it when I see it as a movie. Uh, I don't uh, my uh. point when I said come on was not that you should have watched it, but rather when when Jeff and I are talking about the trailer, and then you're like, duh, I don't know what you're saying no, about. No, here's the like, problem. Obviously we were talking trailer. about the character in the movies, and you're like, remember yeah. when she did that good jump? And I'm like, I don't remember she that. She does it in the, the movies. In the trailer, she does a good jump. Okay. Yes. In fact, almost the whole trailer is her doing this extremely good jump. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I looked up Skywalker's shoe, and Adidas did in fact make these, uh, like their traditional Adidas with the striped sneakers. Adidas they're hot. They're airwalk, though. No, they are <laughs> high tops that are themed after uh, Luke's X-wing uniform, and they uh. look incredibly fresh. You know, no. a lot of modern. I know I'm old, but a lot of modern sneakers, you could just say they're stormtrooper themed because they just look like that to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Also, cars. Uh, I'm putting cars a themed? link to an image of these shoes. Anyway, the trailer. I'm excited for what is frustrating oh. about it to me, though. Is is that everyone cool sneakers actually? So yeah, right. Uh, a lot of people have viewed this trailer and been like, "The Rise of Skywalker," are there, and she has the lightsaber that blew up, and then has Palpatine. Ah, they're retconning everything. They're gonna. No, they're not. They're obviously not. Well, it's like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, J.J. Abrams took that last movie as a challenge to not indulge any of his bad tendencies that he usually indulges when he makes movies, and to uh-huh. like try and up his game to like match the cinematography and storytelling of the previous entry." Um, and yet, he still indulges in most of his terrible tendencies in this trailer. <laughs> There's no lens flare. That's true. I guess my thing, the thing that I felt concerned about, I think that this movie is going to be good, but this trailer is really trying to sell me on going to see this movie based on, look at how many action sequences there are going to be. And that is the least interesting part of any Star Wars movie. Mm, that's true. Although, that throne room fight was pretty sick in the last one. That It was, and I don't that, even like fighting. That whipped. I love yeah, that. Listen, it can, they can be extremely cool, but if you're... If your like pitch for it is, oh man, now the guys in the in this movie, they're gonna have way more magic powers and they're gonna fight all the time. Like that's just Return of the Jedi, and that was not that good. <laughs> so no. I was really hoping they would fuck around more undercover in that casino in the last one. Mm, yeah, yeah instead of shit. spending like forty minutes riding on giant dogs, <laughs> they hey, just got immediately your movie caught. Blows <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I liked Benicio Del Toro in that movie, though. Why? Oh my god, that's a sentence no one should ever say about Benicio Del Toro. I like like that one, he made a lot of choices, and two, his his character... His character was a... (laughs) Benicio Del Toro, how he is in every fucking movie? (laughs) Yep. Uh, And my second thing I liked uh, was not about his performance particularly, but about the character, that you expect him to be a Han Solo type who's gonna uh, get a conscience, and he just doesn't. He's just an asshole the whole time. I think the character was well-written, and it was, like, a good way for the story to go, but I fucking hate Benicio (laughs) Del Toro so much. He's a terrible performer, and he He turned out to be... I want to make a joke. Yeah, go on. (laughs) He turned out to be more of a Magnum Mm P.I. than a Han Solo, am I right? Oh, you dumb assholes! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's Magnum okay. P.I. was a guy who looked cool and We're millennials, he, oh, sorry. But he Wait. always he always ran away from danger. That was his thing. So oh, I'm not okay. allowed 
to be mad at you for not getting a reference to the thing that we're talking about, but you're allowed to get mad at me for not having watched Magnum P.I.? Is that you where we are? confused me on purpose, is what I think. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Do you remember when she did her jump? No, I don't remember that. I don't remember any okay. jumps. Yeah, well, it's the thing that Jeff was talking about. She's on a desert planet. It's unclear what desert planet it is. I would guess... Uh, Tatooine, because it seems unlikely that we'll go back to Jakku. Um, and a very mean-looking TIE fighter is flying at her, and then she does a jump to get out of the way of it. She jumps over the TIE fighter, and it's pretty- it's a cool action sequence. I'll give it that, but I don't care. Unless yeah. I, like- I want it to be... The the thing that really sold me on it probably is going to be a good movie is that there's a scene of them hiking over a hill and then you see the broken shell of the Death Star that they're, like, hiking into. And that's probably going to be an interesting story, why they need to go into the broken shell yeah. of the Death Star. I'm excited for that. I'm going to guess that that's, like... Endor, right? Unless uh, it's Mars planet, was it, it on Mars? It was all very icy tundra. It oh. looked like unless there's a different. Uh, oh wait, it, Endor is not a forest. The moon was a forest, right? Yes. Oh right, yeah. I guess it could be <coughs> oh, Endor, could be the actual Endor planet itself, and not yeah. the planet. Yeah, uh, the the moon. Yeah, not the forest moon. Right. Um, yeah, it could be on Endor, I, it could be on Yavin 4, but I thought that that uh, Death Star just completely vaporized into dust, if I remember that movie correctly, so... Yeah, because that's how physics works. <laughs> it is in Star Wars, where sound travels through space, and you can just be outside on an asteroid with no gear. Can you imagine how much energy it would take to vaporize a planet-sized worth of metal, though? Yeah, a lot. Um... That's the thing. They have those magic crystals, though. <laughs> the chaos emeralds. Yes. Yeah, the Death Star was full of chaos emeralds, which is the same gems that are used in lightsabers. Oh, man. <laughs> you know that this incredibly bad Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming out soon. Oh, no, uh, I forgot about that. When so. are we getting a trailer for it? Show us the trailer. Show us his <laughs> dick, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> but we've all been waiting for a Star Wars Sonic the Hedgehog crossover this whole time. Show us there his hedgehog. Yes. Let me try Stop that one again. No, uh, I heard it. I show don't us it again. his hedgehog. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for this Star Wars movie, um, because I like yes. Star Wars a lot, and... Is yes. there any way they're gonna stop after this? Because they, they said really that they're, should. They said that they're gonna take a break, so I guess 2020 probably won't have a Star Wars movie, and then it'll go back to one a year. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, are they gonna try doing more spin-offs? Because those haven't been doing so good. The Mandalorian they? is a thing. That looks sick, though. Yeah. The spin-offs have never really captured me. Was it... I... Like, was, the, what was... The man, what? Go. <laughs> Rogue One. Was there another spinoff one? Solo. Solo. Solo, that's right. I watched both of those, and neither of them are very good. In I thought Rogue One had good characters who don't really do anything. Uh, a very good third act, but you have to sit through two-thirds of a movie to get there. Yes. Um, and Solo was a lot of fun. And Solo is like if the Farrelly brothers made a Star Wars movie, where you're like, is this all jokes? Yeah. I, I, I can't tell if you're serious ever in this movie. There were well, a couple the original trilogy was like that sometimes. Yeah, it's just more like, I mean, it's exactly the thing that everyone made fun of for when they first started doing the prequel trilogy of like, and here's the origin story of how Han Solo got his vest. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It's extremely (laughs) that. This was the joke that everyone made to make fun of your thing, and you're literally doing it in your movie. Do you know it's a joke? I can't tell. (laughs) One thing that's weird is that movie definitely should have come out in uh, December, like they've been coming out. Mm -hmm. It came out in May, and it came out like the week after Deadpool 2 and the week before Avengers Infinity War, and nobody saw it. Yeah, obviously they knew no one was going to see it, (laughs) and they realized how bad it was, and they're like, just dump it off here. I remember going to Target and there was a whole display of action figures from Solo, and I was like, who is this for? Adults are smart enough to know not to work, not to invest in this stupid movie, and kids didn't see fucking Solo. Listen, I don't agree with you on that first part, because it's a Star Wars franchise, so... I guess, but, like, who's buying an action figure of the girl who played Daenerys Targaryen in, but in Solo? I really, I'm Amelia Clark, the yes. character that she played in Solo, Kira with a Q. I sure. wish, I wish that that movie had been what it was supposed to be, which was a live action TV show that was supposed to be made like ten years ago, because. Mm-hmm. All of the stuff that happened didn't really add up to something that needed to be a movie. Like, if you take out all the Han Solo stuff and just have, like, all the crime stuff that was in there that they were interacting with, it's so much more interesting. Yeah, it really just wasn't interesting anyway. No, nothing about it really... I just didn't give a shit. Like, mm. the, the th- it, it made Han Solo a less interesting character by explaining <laughs> a lot of stuff that, like, the mysterious rogue, it's right in the name there. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice with the Harrison Ford version that you can't quite tell when he's telling the truth and when he's lying yeah. when he talks about his past. Yeah, yeah like, it, it ruins one very interesting thing in the first Star Wars, which is he's not telling the truth about what the Kessel Run is. Exactly. Like, that's, <laughs> that is the kind of theory that arose from the mystery of Han Solo that is just completely gone now. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Obviously, you don't make the tw- the Kessel Run within 12 parsecs, because parsec is not a measure of that, and, like, everyone else in the scene is looking at him like, does he know that that's make-believe? And then suddenly, actually, no, never mind, it's real. And 12 parsecs is a thing, and he did do the Kessel Run, and he's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, I mean, like, you could say that they, like, they thought that it was impossible because in Solo, everyone thinks that that is impossible, so they think he's like even though he is telling the truth, but it's still stupid. It's all it's stupid. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the new one's going to be probably pretty good. They're I like... Do like <laughs> I do like the thing where, uh, what's his face, the actor who plays Finn... Uh, John Boyega. Oh, John, John Boyega <laughs> tweeted a still picture from the trailer that said, uh, Finn and... Um, uh, Poe and C-3PO on their way to defeat uh, homophobia. <laughs> and I thought that was a very funny joke. Uh, it's a little sad that those are the three gayest characters in any Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, but there's a pic- there's a shot of them in the trailer, all of yeah, them rushing to do a thing, and I love the <laughs> idea that they're like, there's a homophobe! <laughs> Get him! Yeah, It's Palpatine, and he's hiding in the ruins of the Death Star. Let's go kill him. Yep, I mean, like... Uh, that's ridiculous. Des- Palpatine all- is the gayest character in Star Wars. I was gonna say, all we're describing right now is a more aggressive sci-fi version of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> 
Okay, so Palpatine is clearly the fashion expert. Poe is Poe is the lifestyle guy. Finn, uh, what no, does he do? No, no, C-3PO has to be the lifestyle guy. Oh, I thought C-3PO would be, He'd like... an interior decorator, don't you think? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. okay, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's the, uh, who's the interior decorator? Billy? Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's the best one! <laughs> Don't you forget Bobby. Okay. Um, and Finn can be the Jonathan of this crew. Sure. No, Poe is the one who is both <laughs> yeah. charming and annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's Tan. <laughs> I don't think Tan is annoying. He's just like an old lady. <laughs> yes. I think it's very funny on that show how Tan is the fashion expert and he always shows up wearing like a trash bag and a caution tape as a belt. And he's just like, I'm going to teach you how to dress yourself. It's like, hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> the least competent one is clearly Antony, who just slices up vegetables. Yes. I'm genuinely stunned at- there was an episode in the first season of Queer Eye where they all showed up to the guy's house, and Tan was there wearing the hat- the exact hat that the guy from Curious George, the man in the hat, wears. <laughs> like, yeah. exactly that hat, and I was yeah. just like, how is- how is it possible that every scene of this episode isn't people being like, why are you wearing that hat? <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, magic of TV, though. Yeah, they edited out the thousand times that people were like, you have to stop wearing that hat. <laughs> uh, Anthony is the one who has the easiest job, though, because usually they roll up on someone who's like, I'm a divorced dad who eats seven hot dogs a day and has never had a glass of water in my life. So yeah, he just has Anthony's to be like... <laughs> like no, the, then the end of the episode, Anthony's like, I'm really glad that this dad taught me how good hot dogs were, and I guess that he shouldn't have to change anything. <laughs> Yeah, he's always like, here's a here's a good meal, uh, slice up a grapefruit, and that's a great meal for two, and it's like, you're, you're, the whole point was that you're gonna make meals that people would want to eat, like, so they could change their lives? No one's fucking switching over to half a grapefruit, Antony. Mm -hmm. I really liked when he taught that gamer how to make Brussels sprouts, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb! Oh my god. Everything makes me so angry because he's so obviously just there because he's attractive and that's yes. the only thing he brings to the show. Yes, do you know he has no chef training? He was yes, just I do. a mentee of Ted, which yes. I guess probably means they were sleeping together hey, in my mind. Guess what? Ted wasn't a chef either. He was a wine expert. <laughs> He did okay with cooking. Yeah, he though. was fine at it, but he was never he never once claimed to be a chef. He was a wine expert. Listen, it's hard thing. to find somebody because there just aren't any gay chefs. So. Oh yeah, that's it for sure. Yeah, that's true. There's never been a gay chef. <laughs> they should have that one chef who's like the the lady with the white hair that stands straight up and she's mm, like Do you like her cooking or anything about her though? No, but she's a lesbian, so she qualifies for being a guy. <laughs> Right? I think that Karamo is the most useless one, because all he does is yeah. say, now, this box represents all of your problems. Knock it over. You're cured. Yeah, yeah, the thing about Karamo is that every, maybe some of the things he does helps people, but me watching them, it's not helping me. It's not helping me watch this show <laughs> because it makes me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. When you're I... like, when you're like, you don't feel enough like a woman, we're gonna sit you down in the middle of this circle of women who will all yell at you about what being a woman is. Who's that helping? It's certainly not me. I guess yeah, some people need a hug, though, so... Yeah. 
But, you know, Jay on the original uh, Queer Eye guys uh, was the lifestyle guy, and he didn't seem to help a lot either. But he would ask questions like, oh, so do you still feel like maybe your dad doesn't accept you? And, like, you would feel like he was getting to something. I don't feel like Karama gets to anything. I feel like it's kind of Karama's job to give the editors a through line for the episode, because he'll always be like, oh, like, oh, you really like kayaking. Okay, well then I guess that that will be the theme of our revamp of your your lodge or whatever. But I also feel like oftentimes the thing that's edited out is, oh, so you really like kayaking? Uh, yeah, I I guess. I've been kayaking once. Okay, cool. It's like when a caricature artist... (laughs) It's like, so, having fun on the boardwalk, huh? You're just just referencing an episode of The Simpsons Yeah, I sure am, because it's (laughs) extremely applicable. He's also the most likable one, though, so obviously I wouldn't want to get rid of him. Jonathan's the most likable one. Ew, what? Maybe Bobby. Yes. Why are you fucking God, Jonathan's like insufferable. Jonathan? No, I, I've i no, hated Jonathan's him since... definitely the most likable one. Louis I've Jonathan. hated him since he was a guest on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh-huh. What? So? Did you ever see Day of Thrones? Oh, you probably didn't, because you didn't want any spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, I've al- I've just always found uh, him very annoying. I don't know. Oh, he's so good, though. I found him annoying at first because I kind of thought he was being a character, but I I appreciate <laughs> that he's just that's just who he is, and he's yeah. not ashamed of it. So like, I, and he I, has fucking destroyed Antony in some of the talk show appearances they've done. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Where Antony, who, by the way, is only bisexual, is not actually gay. Hold on. (laughs) Only? Well, (laughs) Queer Eye, yes, fine. But originally all the guys were gay, and now mm, I think they're all gay except Antony, and he's bisexual, and he might be in a relationship with It does make it a little bit creepy. fine. It does make it a little bit creepy because sometimes they do things where they're like, I need to talk a lot about your breasts, (laughs) and it's okay (laughs) because I'm a gay guy, but, like, if it's... If you're not all for sure a hundred percent gay, <laughs> that could be a little uncomfortable. I feel like. <laughs> but anyway, so Anthony, on I've seen him on some talk show appearances, being like, "Yeah, you know, people, we just need to accept that some people don't accept the gay lifestyle or whatever." And then immediately, Jonathan's like, "Come down on him like a ton of bricks," and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't know. Karama's my favorite one. Also, an important reason for him to be there is. Two of the episodes this season were about black people who felt like they couldn't connect to their black identity, and mm-hmm. all of all of the other guys are not black. Uh, yeah, they needed true. they needed a black guy to be able to speak to that. That's true, but I really don't feel like I can forgive Karamo in the last season for talking to that cop and being like, black people don't feel safe around cops, and the cop being like, well, you know, cops have it have it tough too, and Karamo being like, yeah, I guess you're right, we both have it pretty tough. <laughs> I guess yeah. all lives do. Uh, no. <laughs> Karamo! Yeah! Yeah, that was pretty fucking terrible. Um, I was, but going back to how we started this, Bobby is the best one. Star Wars. And and this past (laughs) season, Bobby not only did the the same shit he does every season, which is incredible, but also he, like, like spent time reuniting somebody with their long-lost sister in a library while babysitting, like, how do I have time to do this? (laughs) 
All right. Crazy. I haven't seen that one yet. We have to stop oh. talking about it. Okay, yeah, okay, sorry. I didn't know, but that's a thing that happens. Like, it's incredible. Bobby is the best one. I can't I can't love him enough. Matt, what did you do to get through this week? So, on the same uh, thread, um, mm-hmm. I found that uh, the Xbox One, which I have, uh, has an app for TLC Go, which is like HBO Go, but for TLC, and you can watch every episode of every TLC show ever. From way back? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so Jen and I have been working on doing wedding invitation stuff, and so we've been watching Four Weddings, and guys, have you seen this show? <laughs> have you guys watched Four Weddings? Yes. Have you seen this? You heard of this? No, I haven't. Oh my god, this show is so good. It's so great because it's, it. all it is, I mean like, okay, maybe you guys don't like this as much as I do, which is fine, but all it is is four women trying desperately to find something positive to say about people they don't like very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. That it's extremely good. funny to watch. <laughs> The fact that every single episode, people are like, oh yeah, I really liked the vows that they gave because uh, it was really clear that they love each other. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> what, what is that? You're saying that the fact that they had a wedding didn't convince you enough that they love each other? Or at least think that they love each other? Like, it wasn't until I heard him say, and I'll never leave you, that I was like, oh wait, they do love each other. What, what are you saying? Was the point of that one that someone has the best wedding of all of them? The idea of the show is all of there are four brides and they all go to each other's weddings and then they rank everyone except their own obviously first second and third and then those translate into points and the person with the most points wins and they win a free honeymoon that sounds hard that it pits people together like dogs Well, listen, part of what's great about this show is the fact that it's the most gameable game show I've ever seen, because there's only three judges, and you spend a lot of time getting drunk with them before they vote. <laughs> so, like, I, Jen and I were talking about, like, all you would need to do is, if you're the person who gets scored first, then be really nice to everyone until then, and then when you go to everyone else's wedding, spend the whole time being like, mm, that carpet's pretty tacky. Mm, I don't like that your dress has this thing. Like, just yeah. complain about everything and ruin everyone else's good time. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it's it's very funny to watch, and I love how many, t- how it highlights how many grown adult women, I'm sure men too, but women are the only contestants on the show, uh, how many grown adult women are completely unwilling to try new foods. <laughs> ah, that's insane to me. I'm always running into that problem. Uh, there was an episode where they were like milling around in the, the cocktail hour, and there were co- there were um, appetizers being circulated, and one of them was tuna tartare, which is not that weird a thing. And all three of the other brides were like, what is this? Ew! And one, like, took a bite of it and spit it out in a napkin. I'm like, you're, you are all adults. You're all old enough to get married. You, and like, you can't just try this thing? What's wrong with you? Don't, like, don't, haven't they had sushi? Isn't it? It's just sushi. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. It's and then there was an episode where somebody had a, like, it was a, the, the, I don't know what culture the bride was from, but one of the cultural appetizers was duck embryos. Oh, yeah, and Baloo. I don't yeah, think I would And people this. did try that! So what the <laughs> fuck, man? I don't yeah. think I can try that. I would, I would not try that. I feel like I'm not the most adventurous eater, but I'm willing to try things, but that <laughs> is too far for me. Yeah, that, uh, that they just liked because they saw them eat it on Hannibal. Oh yeah, for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's why Matt's going to serve. everyone knows. That's why Matt's going to serve Ortolan at his wedding. <laughs> yeah, and long prank. Hey, high five. You guys don't. Oh, yeah, tripe. You guys. Nothing but tripe. I made a good joke and you didn't get it. What was it? You're making me sad. You have to explain it, though. <laughs> Wait, Ortolan, did you make a joke? Ortolan are those little songbirds that are a French oh, delicacy yes. that you can't actually eat legally anymore. Yes, and they're oh, okay. crunchy because of the bones. Yeah, did they gross. eat that on Hannibal? Apparently, although I have not seen Hannibal. Oh, you should watch Hannibal. It's really good. No, I heard they eat Ortolan on there, so no thanks. We should okay, watch Orlans, I thought though, because I... it's great to watch people be really mean to each other. I thought those were the little... Because they they eat, like, fertilized eggs. Yeah. Okay, Baloo. is that Ortolan? Baloo no, is a Filipino, I think, dish. Yes, Maybe I'm combining. Maybe I'm combining the two things. Yeah. Uh, and they were actually separate gross events on that weird show. Yeah, I mean, it's a probably. show about being gross, so... Yeah. yeah. They're both okay. shows about being gross. <laughs> the two we're talking about right now, right? <laughs> gross in different ways, but kind of the same. <laughs> so right. I yeah. picked our thing. Yep. I see it. I've what? I don't... Focused on it now. What is? I don't even know. What I this feel is like at I've all. heard this. Heard the name before. So we got uh, Harry Turtle Dove Wiki. Hmm. Um, and Harry Turtle Dove is the name of the author, not the character. What? Yep. <laughs> that has well, Lisa, to be a you fake can, name. You can tell us all yeah. about it. So uh, I'm actually no, seeing his... the background this time. It is just tiled book covers. And because it's in the background, I can't actually see any of them, but they are red. They show like a sunset or something, maybe a graveyard. His name is actually Harry Norman Turtle Dove. Uh, he's, he's used different pen names that sound more like real names. Huh. Um, and I scrolled down too far. Welcome to the Harry Turtle Dove Wiki. Uh, the Harry Turtle Dove Wiki is an encyclopedia of people, places, and events that are portrayed in the writings of Harry Turtle Dove, famed author in the genre of alternate history. Oh no. These articles can include information both about the historical person and the alternate alternate versions Turtle Dove creates in his fantastic stories. Okay, no. guys, I thought this was going to be... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just scanning to see if any of the rest of this sentence needs to be read, but it doesn't. I thought this was going to be extremely boring on account of it seems like these are, like, weird, uh, you know, what's that guy's name? Dan Brown-style novels, maybe? But mm-hmm. apparently his first two novels were called Blood and Night, and are right? werewolves from history, so maybe this is actually <laughs> going to be extremely good. <laughs> I think it's very funny that one of his books is called The United States of Atlantis. Yep. <laughs> Didn't we, when we were reading that fictional worlds wiki, wasn't there like a bunch of people who were like, Atlantis is real, that's the only thing that's different? <laughs> a couple of them were like, here's, yeah. One of the main ones was like, this is Atlantis in the Pacific, and everyone is half Japanese and half white. Mm-hmm. The guns of the South. See, I- Oh I'm, no! Yeah. That sounds like- Oh god! Right. There's definitely ones in here about the Confederacy winning and the Nazis winning. Oh no. But And there's that, also one but with- wait, hold on, but it's framed that that's bad though, right? <laughs> I don't know, I haven't read them. Okay. There's- Definitely one where time travelers come from the future and give uh, Nazis machine guns. Or, no, sorry, they give the Confederates uh, AK-47s. There's an episode of uh, Justice League Unlimited about that. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) 
So yeah, I, I read one. the intro here and I editorialized after saying it was the genre of alternate history and I said, oh no. Mm-hmm. That's what I said oh no about. I was like, is this going to be about what if the Nazis won World War II? And apparently yes, because when people say alternate history, that is the only thing they mean. Yep. Yeah, but what if werewolves? What if werewolves in King Arthur's court? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> Uh, it is now, TM, 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 yeah, no one's still around that's a great idea. idea for a novel. An American werewolf in King Arthur's court. Oh it's the sequel. God. Oh, that's yes. really Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I feel like... Oh. You're channeling something from beyond. <laughs> I feel like I've ascended to a next level of being. Yeah, you've been, you've been touched by something. From- you know how they, uh, they theorize, they, like, debate about whether math was invented or discovered? Mm. That's how I feel about an American werewolf in King Arthur's court. <laughs> oh my god, it's such a good idea. I'd like to say that I got a hand on that ball. I feel like You I did! We worked hand. together to okay. achieve that. <laughs> We've now, all been touched by the divine because no one mortal mind could hold such an idea. I mean, this isn't Does even it? the first time this has happened to us because we <laughs> remember the genius of John Henry versus Mecca John Henry. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't think about all these things at once. One man was not meant to know. Yes. The trouble is, is it going to destroy it if we think about it too much? Because I've got some further thoughts about an American werewolf in King Arthur's Court. I think anything we can do to not talk about Harry Turtledove because we don't know (laughs) if he's racist or not is going to be good. So if we're going all the way back to King Arthur times, uh, we're looking at a native person who's an American. So Mm. I'm thinking they're the, what was that word? Yanaglache? The Skinwalkers? Oh, the, oh, um, I know what you're talking about. That might just be Navajo, and I think they're more of a Western U.S thing. Yeah, there was... Um, I googled the phrase an American werewolf in King Arthur's court and got no results. <laughs> oh my Get... god, we're, we're trying How? to... How? <laughs> How did we think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's clearly the most obviously brilliant idea in the history of Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So a Native American person who is a werewolf uh, Mm -hmm. sets out across the ocean because they're cursed, maybe, and they want to stay away from people they care about. That's a rough crossing, though. Yeah, especially if you're a werewolf. Especially if you're in King Arthur times where they didn't have boats that big. (laughs) And then King Arthur thinks that uh, this person's a demon. Sure. Yes. Oh, oh, uh, maybe they're looking for Merlin to help them to, like, break their curse. They heard about Merlin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How could you not? He's the he was the uh, he was the uh, Mick Jagger of his time. Um, have you? <laughs> is that is that a reference you want to make? What? Yes. Have you guys been watching What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show? No. No, I saw the movie. Yeah, the, the, sh- the show is incredible. But they introduce the werewolves, who all have to go. We're not Native American. That's just in Twilight. I mean, he's half Native American. But he's Filipino, and the one, they're like, all go around and say their ethnicities to ensure the audience, no, this isn't like in Twilight, it's different. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, because I just remembered that Twilight did that, where werewolves are all Native American people. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Oh, well, guys. It's I not can't... a terrible idea, though, because- Why don't we just do it with time travel? Why? Why, though, is my question. Martin Lawrence gets transformed into a werewolf oh, okay. and sent back in time. Ooh, he is he is the best American. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a sequel to Black Knight, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So what, he just accidentally falls back in time by putting on an enchanted hat a second time? Yeah, he gets in a hot tub time machine with an enchanted hat on. And a wolf, and they get combined as well? (laughs) Oh my god, that's great. (laughs) These ideas are bad. We flesh them out too much and they've become terrible. I guys, I Google searched for Native American werewolf, which is fine. Me too. That's how I uh, remembered. But the images that came up are a lot of them are drawings of like wolves with boobs. Oh no! <laughs> I know you guys. You I love it. You can't do it. You gotta Listen, stop it, Jeff. You can't say you love it. You can't say that on the show. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> I, I just don't want it. I just don't want you to do it. Damn yeah. That. Jesus. Please. Oh, so, man. You remember let's... when I said that maybe Alton Brown could get me on board with sexuality? This is the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm going to click random page. So, what do we know about oh, God. God, the Harry Did I see that Alton Brown thing on the air? Or was that before the show started? Because if it was, it then matter. that's the craziest non-sexual I... I've ever said on the show. I didn't remember you saying it, so... <laughs> Oh, oh no, did I just think it? <laughs> no, I remember it. Listen, okay, this is a yeah. group hallucination. <laughs> oh, uh, I got uh, the random page Battle of the Bulge, so let's buckle up. Alright, guys, so we are in the War of the Hundred Years' War? No. Battle oh, of the Bulge is World War II, sorry, right? Yes, I yes. was thinking of the. Yeah, okay. I remember it from Band of Brothers. Yep. Uh, so this happens in *The Man with the Iron Heart*, a book by Harry Turtledove. Okay, um, I like the I like the name. <laughs> so the first thing is just like, what was this? And then right below that, it says in italics: "Note: the above applies to most timelines with a POD after 1944. It is most directly relevant to the What's following." POD. Uh, Point of departure. Oh, I did it. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure that they did that song alive. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Jeff, put that song at the end of the No. Uh, <laughs> so, Battle of the Bulge. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, several American soldiers who occupied Germany after World War II had survived the Battle of the Bulge. Bernie Cobb, which is a link to another page, came out of the battle with frostbitten feet. Even at the end of 1945, he had a harder time walking than he did before the battle. That's it. Okay. That's the whole thing. 1945. What does that that caveat mean? (sighs) What I think is so interesting about these fan-made wikis that we've been exploring is how the people who write them fixate on details that are probably not important, but maybe they are because we haven't experienced the media to know, but they don't explain to me why they are important. Yeah. Okay, The Man with the Iron Heart is an alternate history novel by Harry Turtledove. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, published by Del Rey in 2008, it takes as Lana its premise Del mm-hmm. just Del Rey, probably her dad. Music. Yeah. Please, Del Rey is my father, call me Lana. <laughs> she should have stuck to uh, her <laughs> books, am I right? Uh, it takes as its premise the survival of Reinhard Heydrich of his 1942 assassination in Czechoslovakia and his subsequent leadership of the post-war werewolf insurgent and occupied Germany. Okay, that's, that's what I like awesome. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that Werewolf was the name of an actual group in the Nazi army. Wasn't that just the plot of a Wolfenstein? Mm. There's no werewolves in yeah. Wolfenstein. Are you Unfortunately. Sure? Wolfenstein is the think name of the it. mad scientist, and he has nothing to do with wolves, and that is just a crime. <laughs> 
Listen, when we okay. do the rewrite, when we get the rights to this, to do the sequel. Okay, I'm so Wolfen. Werewolf was a German resistance movement uh, that continued fighting after World War II ended. So they were not cool Wait. like werewolves, they were Nazis. So they're not real werewolves. No, they're not werewolves at all. Oh wait, my god. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about in the real world or in this? In the real world and in this book. I'm Are so you sure that that's true in both? I'm reading the page for German Freedom Front and it says that they're also known as the werewolves. I hear what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that this man, Harry Turtledove, wrote a, a number of books about real werewolves in history. And so I don't know that he's talking about that group that you're describing and not he is. werewolves. He is, How for are sure. you so sure? Because I read the article and I clinked the lick... The, I clicked... <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. I clicked the link for werewolf and it led to German Freedom Front uh, and it was capitalized. So it's not like a werewolf insurgency, which would be sick as hell. God it's like it. a werewolf insurgency, insurgency, which is bad and racist. Shouldn't the word be spelled different if it's German and not English? Uh, yeah, but they translated it. Boo. They showed the German and it's spelled like W-E-H-R-W-U-L-F. Yeah. Werewolf probably is how you would say it. I, I hate this. Uh, let me see. Where blood and where night? Are these actually about werewolves or are these about Nazis? I could, doubt it. Could we do a remake of the Wolfenstein game and have it be a uh, like a visual novel dating simulator where you try to get the werewolf and Frankenstein to get together? Hmm. And then you how do a breeding we... chain like in Pokemon and eventually the final one you get is Captain uh, Transylvania. Uh, no. Yeah. You know, Neil Ciceriega, Ciceriega made a monster breeder game that is very fun. <clears throat> the graphics are terrible. Oh, I, oh, I think I played that. What that is, but okay. <laughs> he's yes. the Potter Puppet Pals guy, and he does yeah. music, and he's done a lot. He mostly writes for cartoons now, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I know that there's a few. There's like Monster Prom, I think, is one where you're in a high school and everyone's monsters, and you're mm. it's a dating simulator where you see who's going to go to prom with you, and that seems fine. But I want there to be like this is are there any are there any dating simulators where it's just two people like you're just trying to get these two people together and you're not necessarily oh. taking on the role of one of them oh so you and everyone else in the game is actually the secondary and uh, secondary character or npc and mm. only these two other characters are the leads, and you're trying to get them together like yes. it's a romantic comedy? You have, you have control over everything in the world except for the two characters you're trying to get together. Oh, okay, God, so you're like Cupid. You're talking about a Cupid. Cupid Simulator is obviously the name of this game. <laughs> no, it's Wolfenstein, Jeff! That's the whole premise! <laughs> Dumb. I love it. Uh, so you yeah, send the cloud of bats idea. through the cemetery at the right moment, so uh, yeah. the werewolf stumbles a little bit, and then Dracula it, catches him. Exactly. Oh, yes. There's, like, parts of it where you're, it's like a, you can, like, it's a restaurant simulator where you have to set up the atmosphere just right for their first date, mm -hmm. and like, oh my god, this is a great idea. Uh, TM, TM, yes, also yes. edit this out of this show, Jeff, yeah. so that no one uh -huh. steals my idea. Definitely gonna do that. I'm imagining uh, you, like, putting candles in the restaurant, but then they're too close to the table, and it's no, both, you both monsters are both monsters are nervous because of the fire. No, you put candles in the restaurant, and then Frankenstein storms out instantly because he's like, he's like, "Oh, fire, fire bad!" bad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a. Uh, the, the book Were Blood by Harry Turtledove. I don't think it's about werewolves either. Well, yeah, that's listen, Jeff. We, what is wrong with this Jeff, guy? Jeff, 
We already know that one book wasn't about werewolves. How wild would it be if he had a bunch of books with werewolf names, but only some of them had werewolves in them? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be... I feel like that would really betray my trust as a reader. I don't like this werewolf roulette we're playing with this werewolf guy. He, he's the type of guy who would write a book called An American Werewolf in King Arthur's Court that would have no werewolves and not take place in, in ancient England. Yes. Yep, it's true. So, um, should I Google is Harry Turtledove racist just to see so that we can know if we should stop talking about him entirely? Listen, I don't think you're going to get any good data on that because if you put in anyone's name there and is racist, uh, the results would show yes. Mm. Right? Yeah, because everyone's a little no? bit racist. No. Right? Uh, Avenue Q or whatever. No, thanks. Uh, okay, no, he makes tweets uh, against racist conservative people, so. That's helpful. So he's probably but- not a racist himself. Maybe not, but did he do the thing where he really glamorizes the bad guys so that people who are racist are like, yes, this is good and we like it. And then he just always has to be like, no, you're not supposed to like it. Maybe. Hmm. Um, Apparently he did a series where aliens invade during World War II, so that's crazy. Oh, God. Why does everything have to happen already during a war? (laughs) There are so many alternate histories that are like, and zombies (laughs) during the Battle of Hastings or whatever. Stop! It's too many things. Maybe, I mean, I guess the aliens... Aliens were there all along, and then they were just, when the war started, they're like, okay, we have to do something. <laughs> you, you guys. <laughs> yeah, they solved the war. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I would like yeah. that, actually, if an, an alien if an alien invasion was framed like, hey, everyone, stop with the slavery already. We're <laughs> the aliens, and we're telling you to do it. Peace out. Because you know what that's, always works good? In that's Watchmen. <laughs> that always works out correctly. That's the story of Watchmen. Yeah, that is kind of Watchmen. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, I think Harry Turtledove is one of these guys who was just writing all these stuff, all this stuff, not expecting any of these groups that he was writing about to make such a huge resurgence in the uh, yeah. 2010s. Because yeah. uh, his pinned tweet is him saying, I didn't mean to be topical over and over. That oh, makes God. sense. <laughs> Here's the thing. He, like, if you're writing a book about like, oh, what if the Civil War, if the Confederates won the Civil War in the 80s, you're probably not thinking about like people actually wanting that to have that, happened. That one I'm not sure I'm yeah. comfortable signing off on, but like, I do think, like, I know that there's a lot of people who are historians who really know a lot about, maybe in collect memorabilia, about like the rise of Nazism as being like such a curious thing from a faraway place so we're trying to understand it and then to have it start happening here be like ah oh, shit like I have a <laughs> yeah. I have a Nazi uniform and I think it's cool that I have it because I thought it was a piece of history but now fuck now I'm, yeah. here, I'm lumped in with these dickheads <laughs> yeah so anyway <laughs> the uh, random page that I got is Harv Watros. Okay. Harv Watros, fictional character from the House of Daniel, urban fantasy. Nationality, United States. Type of appearance, direct. <laughs> Occupation, semi-pro baseball player. So you can look at him directly. His his visage isn't obscured by evil. Can you send me a link to this page, please? <laughs> I will give it a try. So... Oh, right. <laughs> Harv Watros is the manager of the House of Daniel, which is a link that I will not be clicking on. Mm-hmm. That's the name of a book, apparently. It has something to do with baseball. And it's the... Let's see, maybe this link. Why is there such an overlap the between people who are obsessed with world war, world wars in general and people who are obsessed with baseball? Because like, they like they dealing with all the numbers and statistics. Because they're both boring. <laughs> 
think you're both right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I uh, was all, I looked up Harry Turtle Dove racist. I got the Turtle Dove wiki article titled "Black People," which. Oh, no. Explains in a couple paragraphs the concept of black people as if you were trying to describe it to an alien, oh, no. <laughs> um, which is fine because it does end with, however, uh, talking about, uh, as a consequence of the American Civil War, slavery was ended and blacks became American citizens. However, the process painful and the rights of citizenship were not equally extended and uniformly enforced. That's a one-sentence summary of American history in the 20th century, sure. (laughs) What I like about this article is the next heading is Black People in Atlantis. Okay, cool. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying so hard to pay attention to what you're saying, Jeff, but I'm reading this article about Harv Waitrose. Yeah, I want to- There's a fucking (laughs) paragraph in here, Louisa, that you need to read for freedom, and we cannot interrupt Louisa, Jeff. We have to let her Okay, go ahead. Which one is your favorite one here? It starts with piety. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. So, this character, 1930s, baseball player. His piety also proved a useful weapon on the field. His deep faith and ability to recite from the Book of Daniel helped thwart the wizards and mages opposing teams brought to the field. His piety also gave him a strong sense of morality. He insisted on helping as many people as possible during the great zombie riots in Denver, even though he and his team were placed in grave danger. Bonkers bullshit that you wanted to have happen. Oh, Oh, it's giving me energy and life. (laughs) This is the only movie. That's so that's so much better than what I had. <laughs> this is the only book that I ever want to read by this guy. This is incredible. This is oh, Angels boy. in the Outfield. Did he sue the people who made Angels in the Outfield? Yes. This is great. And he won. <laughs> okay. uh, what book is this? The House of Daniel. Okay. Clicking on it. I need to know more about this goddamn book. The best book ever written. I don't oh, like. It came out three years sentence. ago. The House of Daniel was a barnstorming semi-pro baseball team in the early 20th century. I don't like that their fucking baseball team name was House of Daniel. Fuck you. What? <laughs> That's really fun because every baseball team back then was like the Cheeky Steves or whatever. Yeah, they all had that's really dumb great. names. <laughs> that is great. I don't want this House of Daniel bullshit. <laughs> Terry and the Newton Av Gang is our baseball team name. Here's the thing, though. If you were starting a baseball team and you were relying fairly heavily on gaining an advantage from using a mystical totem of power from an ancient, like, wizard, (laughs) maybe name your team after that wizard, actually. Yeah, that's fine. We are the Shazams. <laughs> oh fuck! That's oh. a great name for a softball team, actually. <laughs> Matt, you can't say it. You're gonna get struck by lightning and turn into a little boy. Why on earth would I not want to do that? <laughs> oh man, they should have framed the movie Shazam now, like big. What you the do opposite way is you call the the team the Daniels, which is quirky and adorable enough to like seem old timey, but then also what does that mean? And then you want to find out more. Yeah, but I feel like you need to have enough of the weird biblical mysticism in your name so that people aren't surprised when you, I assume, storm the field wielding your giant iron book and shoot lasers out of it at the umpires. <laughs> 
Are you saying that they've transcribed their book into being like a giant iron Bible and that it's not just like a little pocket book? If you need to use your if you need to use your Bible as a weapon on the baseball field, then you need it to be made of something sturdier than paper, my Listen, friend. Listen, there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't kill the other team with your giant iron Bible. If you're using god lasers, who's going to say not to? Matt, what's what's sturdier than favor with the divine creator God? Is this a joke? I don't know, Jeff. What is sturdier than <laughs> favor of the divine creator god? Uh, my ass! <laughs> Suck it, nerds. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to find a random page that doesn't have some kind of troubling connotations. One of them went into, yeah, well, one of them went into a lot of detail about the genealogy of a Middle Eastern man that's a character, uh-oh. and I don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want one that's like Hitler, and then in parentheses, werewolf timeline. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait, actually. I kind of hold on. that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what we're looking for. Never mind. We did get this baseball-playing wizard. Yes, which is so good. Okay, I don't know if this one's good or not. I just clicked it, but uh, the random page that I got was Henry River. Uh, mm. The Henry River is a river in southern Parthenia province. No explanation of what that means. The is there a link to another thing? Or? Is on the Henry. Early in the Denetian Civil War, again, no explanation, uh, forces loyal to King Avram assaulted Nunsuch up the Henry River. That sounds like a sex act a little bit. <laughs> assaulting <laughs> Nunsuch up the Henry River. Okay, anyway. Uh, they were repulsed by the army of Southern Parthenia. Aren't we all re- a little bit repulsed by those guys? Yeah, yeah what a bunch of nerds. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Is this yeah. a thing? Oh, I guess. Okay, hold on. The Henry River yeah, yeah. is based on Virginia's James River. Uh, That's yeah, pretty lazy. It's an um, yeah, it's an American <laughs> Civil War thing, I guess. Are there wizards in this one? There's a king apparently, and his name is Avram, which makes me think it's just supposed to be Marva. But Marva's not a good name. Marva's not a this. <laughs> yeah. This is from this is from a series called The War Between the Provinces. It looks like, mm. which is. Maybe oh, an no. alt. This might be an alternate history where Canada took over America. Please click on King Avram and see this Photoshop picture ah. of a <laughs> no! military garb with a crown. I like that the bad Photoshop makes it look like there's tears coming out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> Those are tattoos of for every person he killed. For every, for every slavery he emancipated, he has a tattoo of a tear on his chest. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Wow. Oh, the Lion God and the Thunderer loved Avram and performed miracles for those who invoked his name. So oh, is this a great. crossover between the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and the Civil War? <laughs> Oh man, that would be sick! Like it in every possible way. Abe Lincoln and Aslan are definitely friends. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, Aslan and Avram are not different enough that I don't think that this is intentional. You're right. Oh, he's got a cousin named Jeffrey. Mm. (laughs) Suddenly, it becomes interesting to Jeff. Oh, Jeffrey is based on Jefferson Davis, who I don't think was Abe Lincoln's cousin. That would be crazy. Mm. Cousin against cousin, that's what they said about the Civil War. Yep, <laughs> yep famously so. <laughs> yes, cousins divided cannot stand, I've heard. Yep, on a curse on both your cousins. Um, yeah, bo- both women loved the cousin, but it was the one who didn't want it cut in half. We knew it was truly the mother. <laughs> the yes. mother of their cousin? That's not... <laughs> the aunt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I do like the fact that at the bottom of the page for King Avram, it has a little like one sentence biography of Abraham Lincoln. That is pretty good. Also, I clicked on Duke Grand Duke Jeffrey. Um, it, there is just literally a picture of Jefferson Davis on this page. So yeah, great work, the, everybody. Yeah. The best thing I think about this wiki that we found is that all of the things that are based on real history things, somebody, some demented genius who made this web page decided that they needed to let people know what the real world thing was, but they didn't want to waste a lot of page space on that. So it's like, listen, here's a picture of it and one sentence explaining it. You've never heard of Abraham Lincoln before, but are still very into alternative fiction about the Civil War, which is a Venn (laughs) diagram with no overlap. Then let me explain to you in one sentence that President Abraham Lincoln oversaw victory in the American Civil War, but was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. That's good. good That's it? I mean, you hit the highlights. So the war between the provinces is described on here as a retelling of the American Civil War in a fantasy setting called the Kingdom of Datina. Why? I really really hope Abraham Lincoln had a book that shot god lasers out, because that would be a radical way to end the Civil War. There's a fake Thomas Edison in the books called Alva, even though he did not take part in the American Civil War. (laughs) This is great. So I was very upset when werewolves turned out to not be real werewolves, because I thought, oh no, this is mundane history jerking off, is all this is. But now that there's wizards and alternate King Abraham Lincolns, it's pretty good. I'm extraordinarily into baseball wizards in a way that I did not (laughs) expect, because I don't give a shit about baseball, but it's such a great idea. (laughs) Oh, I did find an article titled Werewolf that says, this article is about the supernatural creature of legend. For the German terrorist organization, the werewolves, see German free Freedom Front. So there are werewolves in a bunch of these books. So Doesn't sound likely. Again, I, I have there's to- werewolves in the House of Daniel. Oh no! I, I have to go back to Louisa's earlier point then, which is that if you're gonna have real werewolves in some of your books, yeah, you can't have people who aren't werewolves calling themselves the werewolves. That's not okay, <laughs> unless it was a thing where there was like a punk band who called themselves the werewolves, and then real werewolves came and were like, "Hey, you can't fucking call your band that, or we're gonna fuck you up." That would be a great book, actually. I mean. It, uh, uh, edit this one out too, Jeff, because I'm going to write Okay, <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> oh my god, he did a story based on werewolves of London, it seems like. Oh, come on, guy. Uh, he did a story in a book called Three Men and Blah 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 a Stories. Werewolf. A little werewolf. Three men uh, and a little werewolf. Oh, hey, there's god. a werewolf named Warren Z. Wolf. Oh no! God Hunts in the it. east end of London. <laughs> Yeah. You know somebody is excitedly annotating that, like, actually, you know, Warren Z. Werewolf was based on Warren Zevon. Can you believe yeah. it? And if you don't know who Warren Zevon was, he oversaw the victory in the American <laughs> Civil War and then was killed by John Wells Booth. <laughs> A lot of people writing here are so insulated, probably, or young, that they don't know a lot of these things, so they are like, oh, Warren Zevon, you don't know who that is either, but isn't this exciting? This goddamn story includes Warren Z. Wolf going to Lee Ho Fuchs and ordering a big plate of beef chow mein. Uh, It's so... Why so much? I mean... (laughs) 
that why go be, that far? That can be done well. It Maybe it was, like it who was, knows? But it could be. Like, I remember, Louisa, you know this, mm-hmm. you, you are also a fan of Terry Pratchett's writing, mm-hmm. and the fact that the whole book Soul Music is just a novelization of the song Jukebox Hero. Yes. But I cannot some- believe that theory ever got confirmed, but it absolutely did on an old message board, and I love it. Yes, and it's extremely good, but I feel like if you were to sum up that that book in the same way, the people would be like, how could it possibly be this obvious, you know? Yeah, that's So true. maybe it's good. I, I'm willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. It seems like he's, like, a decent writer. Also, I'm very into the fact that he looks like, um, uh, what's that, what's that comedian's name who was in, uh, like, Cabin Boy, the main guy? Chris Elliott? Chris Elliott. The, this mm. writer looks exactly like Chris Elliott when he was on Community as that old perverted computer programmer. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? I cannot see him. Well, I went to his Wikipedia page earlier oh. when I didn't believe his name, and he looks exactly like, to the point where I'm not certain Chris Elliott wasn't just wearing a Harry Turtle Dove costume to do that, which would be <laughs> also very funny. Let's end this pain. Oh, okay. okay. That was a I weird mean, I was literally in the middle in of a sentence, but okay. <laughs> Uh, I just, this episode is too many. It suddenly came over you all at once. <laughs> yeah, I just suddenly got tired. <laughs> and you're like a little kid where you're like, I'm not watching this show anymore, and you just leave the room. <laughs> you just lay down on the floor and fall asleep. <laughs> okay. Alright, well that's fine. Thanks everyone for listening, I guess. I guess we're done. Um, <laughs> Surprise! If, if you like it, then please convince Jeff to not stop episodes <sighs> in the middle of sentences anymore. Sorry, we've been doing it for an hour and 23 minutes. <laughs> we just don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> we just, we've mined so much gold already that it's like playing with fate to keep going. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and please refer us to your friends. If you have friends, I've been thinking about this. If you have any friends who are... Yeah, why are you listening you to this? Listen, okay. if I you don't have, have any friends. This <laughs> also, if you have friends, why do you listen to this show? If you have friends who are who do like creative writing stuff, or if you do, and you're looking for topics to write on, I feel like <laughs> listening to this episode, we throw out a hundred story premises an episode that are really <laughs> good in a stupid way, and they would be great writing exercises. So, you know, tell us, tell people to listen to us for that, if nothing else. Yeah, sure. you can definitely write a spec script for a sequel to Black Knight, where he turns into a werewolf. <laughs> also, I just made up that thing about wearing an enchanted hat. Does anyone know how he travels back in time? <laughs> I completely oh my god, I thought you were li- not lying! <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I don't know, but somebody turned off the episode after they heard that. Yeah, maybe. But only to go watch the entirety of Black Knight and then correct us. It's a, you know, it's, what are the odds? Because there's one person in the world who loves Black Knight, and there's one person in the world who listens to our podcast. It should be the same. Yeah, who's insane? It's a magic medallion that does it. Okay, no. well, if you want to, if you want to correct us on this plot of Black Knight, then you can get in touch with us on Twitter or at Hack the Net Pod. Uh, you can email us at Seeing Reddit. Uh, you can come to our Discord if you direct message any of us. You can uh, <laughs> you can get an invite to our Discord. Excuse me. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with me personally, I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon I'm also on Mastodon. Cool memes <laughs> Slash at at Jeff. 
Uh, and uh, Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. You can tweet at the show HackTheNetPod on Twitter, I believe. Um, also, I would like to highlight uh, Superfan Chris is going through some uh, challenging times. He just lost a pet, and it was very expensive for this bad thing to happen to him. Uh, and at the end of it, he's out a lot of money and his beloved pet. Uh, so he set up a GoFundMe to try and recover some of that uh, money, and I would appreciate it if any fans uh, could go and help him out. You can find the page at bit.ly slash MosesFund. Moses was the name of the cat. M-O-S-E-S-F-U-N-D. Uh, and I'll pass it on to Louisa to brighten the mood again. All right. Um, Pump it up, see. Louisa. Fuck uh, this okay. up. All right. Get those oh. jock jams out. Come oh, on. God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm choking. <laughs> <laughs> you can come talk to me about things. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, Sorry. I'm psyched now. Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. <laughs> Please, if you're going to talk to me about the show, remind me what I ever said about anything. Thank you. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you very much for listening. Please come back next time. In the meantime, though, don't forget about us, your net nannies. Don't uh, log on to the web, ever. <laughs> delete your computer. <laughs> yeah, delete your account. Oh, that's gonna be my sign-off for now on. Delete your account. Alright, do you wanna hit that again? Do you wanna delete all this? Yeah, let's, then... take yeah. It, let's take it back okay. from zero. <clears throat> Don't forget about us, your net nannies. Delete your account. ASMR.